Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome into the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. My name is Joel Silverberg. I appreciate you taking the time to check out the podcast, whether you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you so much for checking out the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Again, be sure to check out our YouTube channel so you could see highlights after every weekend of games. We're going to be trying to post highlights every single weekend. We posted it for the opening weekend when we had the home-and-home home series against Evansville, and we've already got a video up there for the home game against Fayetteville from Friday, October 28th, and then the following night on the road on Saturday. So some great highlights from the weekend. You could check those out at our YouTube channel, and of course you could see them on our social media platforms at Knoxville Ice Bears on Facebook and Instagram, and at Ice Bears on Twitter. And, of course, be sure to check out the TikTok channel. That got picked up by ESPN's NHL account last week. They reached out to our TikTok team asking if they could use one of our reels as uh, uh, content on their own page. Of course, we said yes, so it was really cool to see that on the official ESPN NHL channel, so that was really neat. So be sure to be following the team on TikTok in addition to all other platforms. So much content coming out for you right now this season on uh, when it when it comes to Knoxville Ice Bears hockey. So we appreciate everybody that's been following us. Help us get the word out about everything that's going on. And it's just a really big sports time right now in Knoxville. So with everything going on with Tennessee, you know, our, our friends out west, the Predators have gotten their season underway. The Titans have won five in a row. So a lot happening in the state of Tennessee from a, a sports standpoint. So help us get the word out. Knoxville has two home games coming up this weekend. They will be at home both on Friday and Saturday. Macon on Friday, Roanoke on Saturday. So a lot to look forward to this week when it comes to Ice Bears hockey. And we'll have a special guest on the program today. Ice Bears goalie Christian Stead will join me on the podcast. So you'll hear my conversation with him coming up in a few moments. Of course, Stedder had 60 saves on Saturday. Pretty easy weekend. No big deal. Got to sit back and watch Jimmy Perita do his thing on Friday night and a win over Fayetteville. And then Stedder goes out and has 60 saves on Saturday on the road at Birmingham. He had 24 saves in the first period, 13 in the second, and then 24 more in the third period. So just a while, or 12 saves in the second period on 13 shots against when Mike Davis finally got one by him. But 24 saves in the first and third periods each. He had 23 saves total in Knoxville's win over Evansville on opening night. So it goes to show how how a goaltender's workload can vary from night to night, but Christian off to a 2-0 start personally. The team is off to a 3-1 start. Knoxville is in first place for about a day, and then Quad City defeated Evansville on Sunday, so Quad City is now sitting in first place in the league. Granted, they have played five games. Knoxville has only played in four, so the Ice Bears have an opportunity to get some of those points back with a couple of home games this upcoming weekend. Uh, Evansville's already played six games, so you've got different teams that have played a different number of games. A couple of teams have only played three. A couple teams 
have only have only played four. Some teams have played five or six. So just something to keep in mind as we go through the progression of the season here. So let's go back to Friday. Pretty anticipated matchup against Fayetteville. It was really interesting. Fayetteville posted out some Halloween memes referring to Ice Bears' new head coach, a uh, new Ice Bears head coach Brent Clark, as fresh meat. Uh, Fayetteville didn't seem hungry when they came to Knoxville on Friday. The Ice Bears scored the first five goals of the game, ended up with a 5-2 to two win, and Brett Outerkirk scored two goals in the first seven minutes. Uh, almost had a hat trick. He banked a really good look from the right circle, right off the le- uh, from the left circle, right off the left post. So uh, a tough break there for Outerkirk, but I'm sure he was happy to get the win. And then, of course, Justin McDonald scoring again. Brady Florent got another one. Rasmus Waxen-Engbach got his first of the year. So uh, the team with a, a really full, complete effort on Friday and seemed like they really dominated the pace of play. Saturday, a bit of a different story. Knoxville got outshot 61-21. to They were outshot 24-10 to in the first period, mainly because Birmingham got two five-on-threes and five total power play opportunities. Christian Stead stood on his head, and the rhyme was very much intended, but Stetter with an unbelievable first period was Knoxville's best penalty killer the entire night. The Ice Bears penalty killing unit went eight of eight on the evening. Stead had a big first period and carried that momentum through the rest of the game. Andrew Ballant had the lone goal of the first period. He had the tie-breaking goal late in the second after Birmingham had knotted up the score and then got the hat trick on the empty netter late to make it 4-1. to one. Justin McDonald with a pretty nice play in the third period, bouncing the puck off the back wall to himself from the blue line and just chased after it and simply outraced the defenseman to get back behind him and then slipped it by Austin Lotz. And just an unbelievable individual effort by McDonald, and you've seen that a couple times from him already in four games this season, and he seems very determined to... Uh, to really represent wearing that C. And and you heard him talk about it in the intermission report if you were listening to the broadcast for opening night back on October 21st. Wearing the C at any level is obviously a big deal. You always want to win a championship, and he seems like he's still hungry from winning the Commissioner's Cup in the FPHL last season with Watertown. He you know, obviously had the opening goal for the season for Knoxville to help start the rally on opening night against Evansville, had... He had an assist on all three goals that Knoxville scored against Evansville in Indiana the following night and contributed offensively on Friday and Saturday this past weekend. So you're just seeing him answer the bell seemingly every night so far, and you want to be able to see that from your captain. Good to see Andrew Ballant get going offensively. You've seen Dino Balsamo with a couple of assists, and it seems like that line is starting to click. Um, now that they're a couple of games in with Ballant coming back earlier in the week. And Christian Stead and Jimmy Perita have both gone out and have had really solid games so far. So it, it's been a good start for Knoxville. Obviously, a ton of hockey left to be played, so you don't want to get too far out in front. But a, a great night overall for Knoxville on Saturday. I thought it was a really good character win. You get out shot like that. Knoxville only had three power play opportunities. Birmingham had eight. Very physical game. I think Knoxville was very frustrated with a couple of the penalties that were called down in that game against Birmingham. You're expecting an emotional game. It's the first game between the two teams since Stepan Timofeyev and Stefan Brucato both signed with Birmingham over the offseason. And so you're expecting, you know, that there might be some emotions. Instead, kind of stole the show. And that's saying something because his teammate had a hat trick. So it's, uh, it's pretty rare that a player scores a hat trick and maybe 
isn't in the center of the spotlight, but Stead really quieted Birmingham's offense, and they spent a ton of time in Knoxville zone. And uh, you'll hear that conversation with Christian coming up here in just a moment. But a, a great weekend for Knoxville. The Ice Bears turned their attention to Macon. Want to make sure you take care of business and don't get caught looking ahead to Saturday. That's going to be fun. Preds night coming up on Saturday where Nash and the gang are going to be in the building. They're going to have some members from the energy team over from the Nashville Predators. And, of course, Preds mascot Nash will be hanging out with us as well. So Nash and Chili will be, I'm sure, getting up to all sorts of trouble at the Coliseum on Saturday. It'll be the first meeting between Knoxville and Roanoke since April's playoff series between the two teams that started the whole Dirty Dogs controversy. So tensions potentially running high in the barn on Saturday night. Coming up, you're going to hear my conversation with Ice Bears goalie Christian Stead. Had a good time talking to Christian early on Monday morning, coming off that win on Saturday, and always takes a humble approach to stuff like this, and he does the same thing here, but uh, really good stuff with Christian coming up here in just a moment. This is the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I'm Joel Silberg. That conversation with Stedder coming up next. Welcome back to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I'm Joel Silberg, joined now by Ice Bears goalie Christian Stead. Uh, Christian, 60 saves on Saturday. H- have you ever had that many saves in a game? How long has it been since you've you've stopped that many pucks in one night? What Just overall, your thoughts on everything that took place in that win on Saturday at Birmingham. Yeah, it was nice for us to get a road win there. Uh, it's always nice to get on uh, off to a hot start at the start of the year here, 3-1. and one. We just want to keep building off that. Um, definitely a couple more shots than I'm used to, but... Uh, that's just all part of it. Now, obviously, they've got the Jumbotron there down at the Pelham Civic Complex. So you, occasionally, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're able to kind of see what that shots on goal counter is. Did it feel like 60 shots? Um, it definitely felt like a few shots, but uh, try not to worry about that stuff too much. Kind of just one shot at a time mentality. And I know our guys are opportunistic, and we made the most of our opportunities. And at the end of the day, we were able to lock it down. So. Is that a personal best for you, or what, what's, the, what's the most saves you've ever had in a game? Uh, I think that's got to be up there, at least since I was a little kid. It was a little more rubber than I'm used to. What, what was it like, just especially in that first period? They, they got five power play opportunities, two five-on-threes. It, it seemed like you were constantly having to be on high alert in your own end for the first 20 minutes. How did you and the rest of your penalty-killing unit just find a way to weather the storm there in the first 20 minutes? Yeah, I think uh, we had that five-on-three early, and Birmingham was able to kill that. So our our focus was to do the same thing in return. And, uh, you know, our PK's been great. Guys are boxing out, blocking shots, doing whatever it takes. And I think collectively we kind of just came together, and they would give me the first shot, and we'd try and clear rebounds. And essentially that worked for us, so it was good. You had a couple of breakaway stops, too. Uh, Mike Davis had a really good look there in the third period. Michael Gillespie had a, a really nice chance there in the second that you managed to keep uh, keep him in front of you. J- just being able to take on those one-on-one opportunities, what's it like knowing when you, when you can make those high-quality saves against high-quality scoring chances to keep your team in a close game like that? Yeah, I mean, they got some good players. They got some opportunities. But uh, like I said, uh, me and the defense, we were just doing our part along with the forwards. And uh, sometimes as a goalie, it's nice when you can feel some pucks early and kind of get in a rhythm a little bit. And I I think that might have been what happened on uh, Saturday night. 
Birmingham's goalie Austin Lotz, he, he kind of waved you over after the game. Seemed like you guys had a, had a really nice, respectful moment with one another. What did he say to you on the ice after the game? Yeah, Lotz, he's a great guy. I chatted with him a bunch last year. Uh, uh, just super down to earth, and he kind of just uh, kind of just congratulated me on the game, and I did the same to him. I thought he played really well as well, and I think he's a great goalie. So it was nice of him to come over. It seems like he always plays really well against Knoxville. Obviously, some great scoring chances set up by your teammates to get the four goals needed to get the win, but it always seems like you guys have battles. Whenever Lotz is in net against Knoxville, it's always going to be a very competitive game. Oh, for sure. He's a gamer. I think uh, I've always been really impressed by his game, and he's been around the block, so he's definitely a top-notch goalie, and uh, it's always fun when we can play against a guy like that. What were your teammates saying to you afterwards? I bet it was a, a really fun atmosphere to be in in the locker room after that game. Yeah, we had some fun, and like I said, it's always nice when you can get a win, especially on the road like that. And it was nice to kind of spoil Birmingham's home opener there. Stuff like that's always fun. So at the end of the day, we're just trying to get wins. We don't really care how it happens. And uh, at the end of the day, it's just two points. So we just want to keep building off of that. You were also in net for opening night against Evansville. Really great crowd, great atmosphere. What was it like being back in Knoxville playing in front of the home fans again? Oh, it's the best. We have the best fans in the league, and playing at the Coliseum here, it's the most fun atmosphere in the league. So we always make the most of it and try and uh, put on a good show for the fans because they do a lot for us. And uh, it's a pretty good relationship we have here with them, and uh, we just look forward to any chance we have to uh, play at home in front of a crowd like that. Now, it's the first time we've gotten to talk to you since last season, so how was your summer? Did you do anything fun, get to go anywhere new? What, what was your summer like uh, outside of hockey? Yeah, summer was uh, it was pretty good. Busy, busy, just working away, spending quality time with family. But uh, it was nice for like a month hitting the reset button after the season, but you start to get that itch where you want to come back. And, you know, I was definitely looking forward to coming back to Knoxville and seeing the guys and getting it going again. So it's it's really good to be back. You had a great rookie season in Knoxville last year. Got a couple of call-ups to the ECHL. You were named to the All-SPHL All-Rookie Team last year. What are some things about your game that you're wanting to improve upon and some of the expectations you have for yourself going into year two? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of areas of my game I want to improve on. Um, I mean, I've got these personal things in mind that I remind myself about. I'm pretty aware of my faults in, in the net, so I just want to keep building on that and not get too focused on stats and whatnot and just trying to give the team in front of me a chance to win whenever I get called in in between the pipes so I'm really looking forward to this year and we got a good team assembled and it's only going to get better and you've got a new look this year you've got some new gears so the green is gone and, and going with a more neutral look with your pads I see yeah I mean I, I was pretty ugly blob out there with the green and gold <laughs> last year uh kind of all over the place color wise so it's nice to have something a little more neutral and not be as much of an eyesore I will stutter phenomenal job on on Saturday night an absolutely great performance and uh, obviously helps with uh, Andrew Ballant getting the hat trick there as well to, to give you guys some goal support oh for sure Belly's a great player and it's nice to see him pop off like that and we know he's gonna do that all year for us so and we got lots of players who can do that as well so it's gonna be uh, exciting to see what happens in the coming weeks Boys are buzzing. Three and one start and a two and zero start for you personally. So again, a great job on Saturday. Congrats on the win and on the big performance. And best of luck the rest of the way as you get ready for making on Friday. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Always enjoy talking to Christian Stead, Knoxville goalie, and always so humble whenever you ask him about monster performances, shutouts, or 
60 save nights. And I, I thought it was funny that he, he wasn't 100% certain if that was a personal best for him or not. I'd like to think it is, but man, oh man, 60 saves in regulation. I mean, we've had overtime games over the years that I've been a part of here that haven't seen that many shots in a game, but uh, Knoxville weathered the storm and got a big character win on Saturday, and now they get to take that momentum into the weekend. So after Saturday, there was one game on Sunday. Quad City defeated Evansville 8-5, to so the storm bounced back from suffering their first loss of the year to Vermilion County the night before and now Knoxville turns its attention to making this upcoming week. There's one game in the SPHL on Thursday. That'll be Huntsville and Pensacola. Pensacola just handed Huntsville its first loss, and they opened the season against one another, and that was a high-scoring game as well that the Havoc managed to pull out with a win. So Huntsville and Pensacola have played some entertaining games so far this season. They'll play again on Thursday. Knoxville will host Macon on Friday at 7.35, and then we'll host Roanoke on Saturday for Preds Night at 735 at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. I want to remind everybody, if you are somebody that normally participates in the dino races, those are coming up on Friday, November 18th. And if you don't have a dinosaur costume, but you've always wanted to participate and maybe it's just been the matter of, well, I, you know, I don't have time to go out and get a costume. You can purchase a dino costume at the team store through our website, KnoxvilleIceBears.com. We have a limited quantity but we do have dino costumes available for anybody that wants to register for the dino races. If you want to register and you already have your costume set to go, email taylorstefishin at taylor at knoxvilleicebears.com and they'll get you taken care of and get you signed up for the race. So tickets and costumes for dino races coming up on November 18th are available at our team website, knoxvilleicebears.com. Before that, Ice Bears have Macon on Friday, Roanoke on Saturday. We'll have the call for you on 105.1 WKCE. And of course, you can listen to that radio station through the Knoxville Ice Bears app. Just hit the Listen Live tab on the Knoxville Ice Bears Game Day app. It'll take you right to the play button and you can start listening immediately. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to today's edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Follow it. Subscribe to it. Tell another Ice Bears or hockey fan about it and make sure to listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. We love being able to do this. Love bringing you guys all this great content. Appreciate Christian Stead for joining me on today's edition of the podcast and we will see you next time. See you Friday at the Coliseum as the Ice Bears get ready for Macon and then Saturday against Roanoke as the Ice Bears get ready for the Marksman. Two games at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum this weekend and we certainly hope you'll join us. Tickets are available at KnoxvilleIceBears.com I'm Joel Silverberg. You've been listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast and we'll talk to you next week.